2: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dishing With Digest. I'm Stephanie Sloan, Editorial Director, here with Mara Levinsky, Senior Editor. Hi, everyone. Well, Mara, um, when I was younger, I loved all novels by V.C. Andrews. I mean, Flowers in the Attic, and that series was like my everything. And I continued to read her books as the years went on. So why do I mention this? Because anyone looking for soap-related programming for the next couple of weekends should tune into Lifetime. So the network is featuring two movies a weekend, based on novels by V.C. Andrews, and will feature some soap faves who will play very different roles than we're used to. So this Saturday and Sunday, Young and Restless's Laura Lee Bell, who plays Cricket, or as I like to call her, um, Christine, will be featured in Ruby and Pearl in the Mist, and next weekend, Days of Our Lives alum Christian Alfonso will be featured in All That Glitters and Hidden Jewel. So I spoke to Christian for an interview on our new issue and she told me that she actually got the call for the role as she was packing up her dressing room at Days last summer. So I hadn't spoken to her since she announced her exit from the show as Hope, so we never discussed like how that felt for her to go back and clear out her room. Uh, well, for starters, her access card had been deactivated, so she had to prove who she was to security to get in, um, and she just said it was sad, and when she got in the car, she told her husband, Danny, you know, not to look at her because she could feel the tears forming.
0: I could feel the emotion in that interview when I read it. I, I mean, I've worked at Self-Opera Digest for 22 years, which is a long time, but doesn't hold a candle to how long days and hope were a huge part of Christian's life and identity. So I can only imagine how hard it must have been, you know, the finality of packing up her dressing room and so forth. Especially because even though she's come and gone before, I think it's clear from what she has to say now um, that she believes this really is like the end of her, you know, Salem journey. Um, Now in this issue, we are also uh, reporting on the death of Gil Rogers, who I grew up loving as Hawk Shane, Reva's dad, on Guiding Light, and all my children fans will also remember as one of that show's all-time most menacing villains, Ray Gardner. I remember. So, I got an email from Kim Delaney, who played Ray's daughter and is now on GH's Jackie, with her warm memories of him. And I actually got a call from Michael E. Knight, uh, who's Martin on GH. He played Ray's biological son, Tad, and he also shared his memories of Gil with me. And I actually have the most random Gil Rogers memory of my own. And I don't even know that you know this story, Steph. But when I was graduating from Smith College, the graduating class parades through the assembled guests on their way to their seats and everyone cheers as they walk by. And as I was making my way through this processional, whose face should I see in the crowd but Gil Rogers's? Uh, I I would of course know his face anywhere. I mean, he was in my living room day after day, but he was just about the last person I expected to see in the flesh on that particular day. Uh, And I remember that my face clearly registered recognizing him and we made eye contact And a huge smile like spread over his face as he realized I was recognizing him and he pointed at me and waved and I never found out what he was doing there. You know, if he had a family member graduating or whatever, but it's a sweet memory for me and his warmth was like really apparent to me in that moment.
2: Oh my gosh, I did not know that story. And I loved that story. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Now March 23rd marks the 34th anniversary of Bold and Beautiful. Um, Also in this issue, I spoke to John McCook and Katherine Kelly Lang, the two remaining original cast members, for a totally fun piece. So I gave them 34 names of co-stars they worked with over the past three plus decades. Thank you, Mara, for the suggestion, Um, as well as The Bell family and you know like ask them to share what stands out to them about each person and it was a really neat walk down memory lane for them you know and for me I mean when is the last time you thought about Clayton Norcross you know the original Thor? but it's amazing to think that those two have been on the show for that many years. I mean I was in my dorm room at Syracuse when I watched the first episode and it's just funny to think that B B is the youngest soap on the air and yet it's been on for 34 years. You know yeah. there's so few shows on the air today that that can make that claim to fame. Most now are lucky to get a second or third season, never mind 10, never mind 20, or what have you. Um, and, you know, I was talking to Daisy Susan C4Ks for a story in one of our upcoming issues, and she made the point that there will always be a place on screen for this kind of continuing drama, and I really can't disagree with her.
0: Yeah, it's funny. When you were talking about the V.C. Andrews novels, I've actually never read one, but it made me think about my own obsession as a reader when I was like a preteen adolescent, um, which was the Sweet Valley High series, which was serialized. And instead of tuning in tomorrow, I had to wait until the next book in the series came out, which I think happened every month, if memory serves. And I would ride my scooter down to the bookstore and spend my allowance money. You know, I had quite the collection of these books, let me tell you. And then at a certain point, I discovered soaps and, and I dropped them. I mean... Sorry, Jessica and Elizabeth Wakefield. Um, But I think the point I'm making is that the attraction to a continuing story is so strong and so deep in me, and I think is very human, and it goes back centuries in media. I mean, Charles Dickens wrote in serialized form. Uh, And frankly, I think the survival of the four remaining soaps coming up on a, a decade as being the only four shows left is a really strong indicator of the passion that the audience has, for the comfort and the tradition and the drama and the fun of taking five visits a week to these fictional towns that have become a part of our lives.
2: Oh, I agree. And, you know, based on the fact that we're seeing such strong generations next on each of these shows, there are still big plans for the future and for them to continue, which, of course, is great news all around. Now, our guests today definitely fall into that category. It's Days of Our Lives' is Lindsay Arnold, who plays Allie Horton, and Lucas Adams, who plays Tripp Dalton. So let's talk to them about their big story and what's ahead for Tally. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Lucas. Hello. Hello, hello. Thanks so much for being with us today.
1: Of course. Absolutely. Thank you for having us.
2: Well, we're excited to talk to you. Lucas, let's start with you. You grew up in Texas, so tell mm-hmm. us about your childhood and how you became an actor.
1: Uh, well, becoming an actor was kind of the random part of my childhood because I I was very big into sports. Uh, I showed livestock, you know, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, 60 acres. Like, so I was a part of FFA. Uh, I used to show like lambs and goats, uh, for like livestock shows. Literally, like I, I was very into sports my entire life. And I used to do this, uh, this like kind of competition, the school competition called oral reading and like prose and poetry and uh where like as a kid they would like tell you a story and then you'd have to tell it back in detail and then i started doing uh then like you had to do poems and you had to do in voices and things like that, that as when i was like a second third grader and i loved doing that i used to win every year and i would just like keep going keep going and i had never really thought anything of it until my sisters were like hey you should try acting when i got into high school and there was like a thing in to in dallas that i was like okay i'll see if i can figure it out and I went down there and auditioned for like these agents and then they're like okay yeah cool and then as I graduated high school and three weeks later I moved out here to give it a shot and I was like might as well try it out While you know just jump in with two feet before you realize the water's cold Uh, (laughs) so you have to like kind of go for it and then yeah I I just I moved out here and a month later I got a commercial that kind of helped pay my rent for the first couple years and then like literally just kind of snowballed from there so I'm very lucky with everything that's just kind of it's just kind of happened and been the right place the right time for a lot of it well
0: Lindsay, you're from from New York tell us tell us your story
3: Um, yeah so I'm from New York I grew up in a little small town and I did um sports also kind of growing up and then I actually got an injury where I almost went blind in my right eye. Like I was playing a soccer game and this kid hit the ball up and it hit my eye and almost tore my retina. Fancy. Yeah. Very, very bad. And so I couldn't play sports for like six months and I was a competitive gymnast. So I was just like out of sports for six months. And I kind of was looking for a new hobby. So I randomly, I think my mom found some like local theater company who I ended up working with all throughout high school and stuff, Um, they were doing a show. I auditioned. It was Wizard of Oz. I played Glinda, the good witch. Um, And I just immediately, like, fell in love with it. And I, I did my first show. I think I was 12 or 13, maybe 13. And then after doing that show for Christmas, I asked my parents for an agent and they were like, well, that's not how this works, but we'll try our best to help you. We'll see what we can do. um, Yeah, we'll see what we can do. Um, And so, yeah, I ended up getting an agent and then I started doing mainly commercials and stuff um, throughout high school, booking little day roles on like SVU kind of crime shows that film in New York. Um, And yeah, and then I just kind of kept auditioning into college and then I ended up booking days and that's when I moved out to LA. So, yeah. Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm.
2: Well, Lucas, I know you appeared on the Disney channel. um, So Mm -hmm. tell us about that experience for you.
1: Uh, Well, that was, I I actually, that was a funny one because I had always, as a kid, like, you know, you always joke about being that, the. silhouette character on Disney Channel that like who's coming in next week like to meet the girl kind of thing and then I ended up being that kind of character which was really (laughs) funny and so uh, and I had to be but I was like I had to be like the California kid in that one so I was like that's complete opposite from like my personality and so uh so that was like that was really fun and I also met my girlfriend uh, on that show who it'll be six years in October for us um and so yeah we uh, we met on that show and so that and I also met all of my best friends from that show and so we still hang out to, well not now but we can we <laughs> hang out we still hang out to this day uh, uh like every day almost when we can like or when we could and so now it's just been a lot of zoom dance parties and things like that um uh but no so Disney was it was such, that was such a family like feeling when you're there because I loved everybody on that set it was so much fun and like you're only filming two days out of the week and the rest of the days you're rehearsing. So you're just kind of goofing around for <laughs> three of those days. And so you just really get to like hang out and be like personal with everybody. And like, you're there every day too. So it was, that was, that was a lot of fun. And I, that, that was like something that I was really like, this is something I'll remember my entire life along with days. I mean, cause I've been here now for three years now, something like that. So like total four well I mean I'm talking about total wise I had I had a year off you know but no,
0: uh, <laughs> <but>,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no exactly but that's what I'm saying like that's why like these experiences they're like they're so awesome and they're gonna be things that are like yeah I'll remember my entire life it's, it's so fun
2: well Lindsay I should have asked you like were you ever bummed that like sports just sort of was off the table for you
3: no, oh, I, would have, I would have gone <laughs> I quickly crazy. realized. I quickly realized that I was not a sports girl. I think as soon as it stopped, I was like, oh, I can very much live without this. So it which was crazy because it was like my whole life. But I think I was also coming to an end with especially gymnastics and stuff like that. It was really intense to be 11 and like just at uh-huh. the gym all the time. I was like, no. So this is no, just your excuse. Really.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're
3: like I purposely almost blinded myself. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's like it so, went a little farther really.
1: than you expected.
3: Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> yeah. It's
0: how far outside of New York were you that you were able to travel? And yes.
3: So I'm so, so grateful to my parents and they had like flexible enough jobs that they could drive me down to the city a lot. I lived about an hour and a half north of the city um, and I was grateful to my high school. I had a teacher in high school because I would have to leave early from class all the time to go audition. And I had a teacher one year who it was my last class of the day and I was missing school all the time. And I was a good student. So he was chill about it, but he was like, Oh, you decided to show up today. Like, thanks so much for coming mm-hmm. to class. <laughs> um, so yeah, cause I lived an hour and a half out, so it wasn't too bad. And then once I got older, I could start taking the train and stuff. Um, but yeah, so not too far.
2: Lucas, as we mentioned, you joined days of our lives in 2017 as trip so mm-hmm. were you even familiar with soaps or the show before you came to daytime?
1: I was familiar with soaps. And I, I, it was actually the, my first ever speaking role was on a soap opera, which was on uh, Young and the Restless when I was freshly 18. And uh, I had a, like an under five role where I, I remember I remember it was the best dressed I had ever been before at that point in time in my life. Because they gave me like a peacoat and like dressed up super nice and be like, wow, this is this is how we can dress even though it was like a hundred degrees and I'm very hot in this thing. I feel <laughs> awesome. And so I, I remember, uh, uh but I, my sister loved days, our lives when, uh, Kirsten storms was here. Uh, uh, Kristen storms, Kirsten storms. Um, uh, yeah, 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 she was obsessed with her. And so like, she used to watch it all the time when she was in high school, which she's 10 years older than me. So I was a little kid at the time, but like, I, like that's why I was actually fairly familiar. And also, I mean, Dr. Drake Ramore, friends like Joey Tribbiani. That's that's really how I know Days of Our Lives the most uh, at the time. And so, but I did go back and watched a bunch of things with Patch and Kayla and like just tried to figure out what the feel was, even though some of the things back filmed like in the 80s and 90s, completely different vibe than like what we're filming now. But uh, I, I tried to familiar, familiarize myself as much as I could uh, when I did come into the set.
0: Mm-hmm. So coming on uh having familiarized yourself did you have mm-hmm. a sense of what iconic a character patch was yeah.
1: well especially when my manager goes oh my god you're patch's son i remember being in college ironing like our shirts during our lunch hour as like and we'd be ironing shirts and watching days of our lives and we used to think patch was so hot and i was like and now you're his <laughs> son and i was like yeah, I was like, I don't. I, it's a, and, I, it, and I was like, I was so she actually got me more excited about it all because I just wasn't sure of the. I I didn't know how big of an icon, how big of icons they were for the show until I really got in and like started talking to more of the fans about it as well. Because I mean, the fan base for Patch and Kayla are like huge. So I remember when I first came in, I was like causing trouble for that. I was like, I'm gonna get some some pretty mean things coming at me here pretty soon.
2: Well, when you look back on starting at the show and your two-year run the first time around, you know, what stands out to you now?
1: Yeah, more of a negative way. The beard. I hated that beard so much. (laughs) I hated it. I didn't think I I, I didn't like the way it grew. They kept trying to push me to have it growing. I'm like, guys, I don't grow a beard that well. It doesn't work that way. I can't just magically force myself to do so and so and like they were like you know they would i have i'm very blonde and so like they would like color some of it in to make it look a little darker and i'm like guys we just don't need this so like we just don't and so i think that weirdly enough that's the thing that sticks out in my head the most because i fought so hard to be able to shave that so and they were like no 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 we want to keep it for like a little bit and i'm like why in the world do you want this And so whenever they they called me back, when they called me back, I was was like, yes, I'd love to come back. I just want, I'm just telling you, I don't want to grow a beard. I'm going to tell you right now. I was like, if you want me to have a little bit of shadow, great. That's my ballpark. I was like, if you (laughs) want me to grow a beard, can't do it. I was like, that's not my thing. I can't do a mustache. None of that. No, that's not how I do it. I was like, my face doesn't grow that well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, as we referenced You did uh, leave the show for a time in 2019. What was Mm -hmm. that like for you?
1: That was interesting, uh, just because it was kind of sudden at the time, Uh, uh, I I was kind of figuring out that something was going on because mainly like, there wasn't a lot going on for Trip at the time. Like there, I I was just kind of in the background of stories. And so I was kind of curious on where they were going with my storyline. And at the time I was like, I just have no idea where they're going. And then, yeah, like two weeks later they call me and they're like, Hey, so we're not going to pick you up, but we're going to send you to medical school. And I'm like, Oh, that's cool. And they're like, so you're not dead. You're going to school and we always need more doctors in Salem university. So remember, and I was always like, hey, okay, you know, whatever. I'm not going to take it personally. But then it was like the next week was my last episode. So I was like, Oh crap. All right. So I guess, so like, I literally had like that whole year off and I got, I did a, uh, a couple of like small movies, uh, I just kind of stayed working and then got to the hang out, like just kind of just get a little vacation for a better part of a year, which was actually really nice to then come back and then be in your house the whole next year. Yeah. And so it was a, it was an interesting time of that. Cause I had just gotten back into the groove. Like I had only worked two weeks, uh, when COVID hit. And so I would come back for two weeks and then, yeah, they're like, I was like, man, I just got back into stride and like ready to go. (laughs) And then now I go sit back there. And so, uh, but not, so that year was very, very interesting just because it was like nice and it was a little slower, which was nice. So I got to like kind of enjoy myself for that year, but then just come back to work. And so that was kind of how that year was for me. Mm -hmm.
2: Uh, Now, Lindsay, you made your day's debut last year and, I mean, hit the ground running with a huge story. So what do you remember Mm -hmm. about your audition and what did you know about days before you came?
3: Um, So my whole audition process was just really uh, so quick. It all happened within two weeks. So I sent in a video uh, and then they ended up having me come out the next week to L.A., for a chemistry read. And then by the end of that week, they were like, can we have you on set on Monday? So I didn't have a ton of time. And I didn't even know who I was playing <laughs> until I got to set. And I didn't know that I was pregnant until the wardrobe people <laughs> called me. And they were like, okay, so we have to make room for the belly. And I was like, "Um, excuse me? <laughs> um, and then they were like, no, the pregnant belly. And I was like, since when am I pregnant? So it all happened really fast and As for my character, I knew literally nothing until, like, two days before. Um, And I knew a little bit about Days. I had watched it with my grandma growing up. Like, she used to take us to work, and she'd always have her soaps on in the back, and me and my older sister would sit and watch them. So we knew a little bit, and like um, Lucas was saying, I watched Friends. So I knew days from there. And I always joke that I like manifested getting on days because I've watched Friends 30 times. So so I'm like, that's definitely how I knew it best. But um, you know, I knew a little bit. I knew of Deidre Hall. I knew of Ali Sweeney, which is really cool because obviously now I'm so connected to them in the show and everything. So yeah, it was crazy.
0: So having so little time to prepare to play a legacy character with these, you know, infamous family ties, mm-hmm. daughter of Lucas and Sammy, how did you approach trying to, I guess, channel them a little bit?
3: So it was actually kind of helpful that I didn't have that much time because I'm definitely an overthinker and it was almost better for me to just be thrown into it and be like, just, just do whatever comes to you when you're working and – um I started off working so much with Ari and Greg, which was great because they were just really helpful with everything and kind of teaching me the ropes of being on a soap. And I wasn't working, like the first time I had to work with Deidre Hall, I was super nervous. I was super intimidated. And I had been working for like two or three weeks at that point. So I had kind of used that time to just learn, like, but I I didn't really have time before, but it did help because I feel like then I wasn't as, I was be nervous, so if I knew how, you know, iconic these characters were uh, to the point that I know now, I would have been a lot more nervous, I think, so it did end up working out in the long run for me.
2: <laughs> well, you did start the show with a huge pregnancy pad, as you mentioned. Not just like a few months pregnant. You were like way far along. I was like halfway there. (laughs) So what was it like to just navigate a new job and the pace of soaps while wearing like a prosthetic stomach?
3: (laughs) Yeah, it was just just so uh, strange. It kind of added this whole other layer to it because it was also then having this like physicality that I had to take on. Um, I mean, it was so much fun. Honestly, I kind of missed the pregnancy pad. It was, I got to wear really comfy clothes every day. I remember the first time they put me in something other than maternity jeans, not even regular jeans, like maternity (laughs) jeans um, and a hoodie and jeans. They put me in heels and I was like, oh, what is going on? Like, I don't know how to walk in these. I don't know what's going on. Um, So it, it was really fun and I liked it and I think it was, again, helpful because I did get to wear just really comfy clothes. I didn't have to, I wasn't stressing about anything except just my acting. You know, I wasn't like, oh, what am I looking like or whatever? Cause I was like, she's just, she's pregnant. She's chilling. It's not, it was, it was kind of like, it was also a lot of just um, meeting everyone because of that storyline. Like I got to meet all of the characters, which was really lucky. And again, just really helped me with kind of, starting to fit in and like navigate all the storylines and all these characters. Um, so that storyline was great to start with because it really combined mm-hmm. everyone that I needed to know. So that was good <laughs> for me. And now
1: on that same on that same note when you said like they didn't tell you that you were pregnant so they, you know, called you a wardrobe. That was like the same thing with our storyline. Mm-hmm. They called me saying that they were like, we just we want to bring Trip back with like a little bit more of an edge kind of thing. Like back where he used to be. And I'm like, cool, sweet, awesome. And then I get here. And that's when I'm like, oh, oh, there's like, oh, this is not the storyline I was expecting to go yeah. back to. I
3: didn't and know they, about and that storyline either. Yeah, <laughs> and they wouldn't,
1: yeah, and they wouldn't tell us anything. Like we would, we'd be asking. I'm, I'm like, did I do this? And they're like, I'm like, because everything. And they're like, they're like, well, you, we, 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 you'll find out. I'm like,
3: I, <laughs> I remember that? when I'm like, I was pregnant, I would ask, and I was like, who is the father? Like, can I know? And they would just be like, you don't even want to think about him. I was like, okay, <laughs> like, yeah. like, I guess I'll, I'll play with that.
1: I remember getting the first script that like, it hadn't you know referenced anything else. It just like that she ran into Henry's father at, you know, this town square thing. And I was reading that and I was like, and I, I, remember, I remember looking at shelves and I'd be like, I was like, I think I might have a kid now in the show. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I was like, do I that's a whole new jump. <laughs> I was like, I, was so like, I don't think I on. So yeah, I, I, that was that was a very surprising leap to go yeah. with.
3: They always do that. Yes. Well,
0: Lucas, tell us like what it was like to actually get the call saying we want a good old trip. And his new uh, education back on the campus.
1: Yes, it was actually re- it was actually really exciting because it was like right before I was going back to Texas for Christmas, and so it, it was kind of like they're like, "Hey, we're not sure yet." It was actually Marnie who called me, and so and uh, she was like, "Hey, I'm, we're not sure yet, but there's been a lot of talks about you coming back, and I've been you know mentioning your name about it a bunch, and we're wondering if you'd be interested." And I was like, "I mean." Yeah, of course. She's like, you know, there was, I've heard about the time jump and things like that. So I was like, I was like, i in my mind. I'm like, I might be a doctor by now. I was like, oh, <laughs> like, this would be kind of cool. Uh, so yeah, I'm down for it. But no, I, I was actually very excited, especially because I, the potential of like the storylines that could happen with e- anything with the hospital or, and then like finding out what was, cause they didn't, I, they literally told me none of this when they were like, what the storyline was really going on when I came back until I got the script. So I had no idea. And so uh, I just thought they were coming. I was going to be like more like a black patch, you know, partner or something. No, 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 no. no. Uh, uh, But no, I was, I was very excited because I also felt, I felt like I hadn't been gone that long anyway. And so when I came back, it was like, I was just gone for like an extended vacation. And it kind of, that's why I was like really getting back into the groove and like running into everybody again, the hallways. And it was just kind of like, you know what, I'm back. And I feel like I never even left, and so it, it was—it was really, really exciting, just because I felt like I was back home.
2: Well, that's great. Because on a side note, I know I've told you many times that I felt like there was so much potential with the Trip. There was, you know, that writing him out just seemed just like what. So when it they was, brought came back, yeah, it's so great because because
1: but it really was like the there story. wasn't there wasn't a lot going on in this story at that time when they wrote you know wrote him to go to college because it was like I was like what well, I. I was another, I had fallen in love with another woman that didn't really love me. The kind of thing again. And like, <laughs> and like tripped out, of the. you know, pretty bad luck with the ladies so far. Uh, and, but like, and that's why it's just like, okay, am I just, am, am I like just this background for right now? And that's why whenever they told me that I, I wasn't surprised because I was like, Oh yeah, I was like, I was just curious where you're going to go with this. Cause yeah, I've been in this background giving, you know, of pills or whatever kind of thing for the last like two weeks, and I'm like, "What do I need to be doing?"
0: You've given us the sense that you did not know that your uh, storyline was going to intersect. But do you remember meeting each other for the first time and what your first impressions were of one another, not as your characters, but as mm-hmm. people? Um,
3: you take this one. <laughs> yeah, I think our first scene was <laughs> I'll go when I slapped you. <laughs> our first scene was when I slapped you. I think right. Yeah, and that's the was. first time we met. We met. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah, um I'm trying to remember It's so long ago, but yeah, I think I just thought I was like, oh, this guy's really nice. I was kind of nervous about slapping him because I I have like really long arms, and I thought I was just gonna look like a spaghetti like flying. She around. kept
1: you kept saying that too. you were like, I, was, yeah. I feel like I'm not gonna I'm <laughs> so not gonna get a good I was, slap I think motion. There was
3: a pretty much immediate comfort with me, at least on my end. I was very comfortable with Lucas immediately, which obviously has been just really helpful for the mm-hmm. stuff we had to go through. Uh, together so because mm-hmm. the first day they were like all right slap them I mean obviously yeah. I didn't really slap them but I was like that was my first time doing I was, sort of I, like, was all quote unquote, it. I was stunt work
1: yeah and I was like I was like yeah no you're good you're great yeah Come and I was good. just like I was just
3: like I was like okay I don't know like which has been pretty much how our relationship has gone from there it's just a lot of me being like oh my god i'm so nervous about this or blah blah because it's like you're gonna be fine so yeah it was just good vibes from the start i'd say
1: yeah i i I absolutely agree i absolutely yeah. agree it, it was very much it's just like one of those like instant clicks that you're kind of like cool yeah. all right someone easy to work with too that's what like, i was
3: gonna say it was like uh, easy from the beginning
1: yeah and that's like the most helpful thing, because then you're like, sweet, that means I can automatically I can automatically connect to this person and talk about the scene with this person and know and they know exactly what I'm talking about, which mm-hmm. is like sometimes the hardest part because like yeah. you want to make sure you're on the same page when you're doing the scene and so totally. I think that's what we we really clicked a lot on just being on the same
3: page all the time yeah hundred yeah. percent
2: well, we referenced the pandemic shutdown, so can mm-hmm. you talk about how your rehearsal process and your efforts you know to connect with each other and the material? You know, before you get ready to tape, are different now than they were pre-COVID.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It depends if you have good Wi-Fi. Um, Yeah. Yeah, because it's. I mean, we all we have Microsoft Teams now, and so that's like what we mainly use. We can't really inter like we can't really rehearse too much in person. If if we do, it's basically right before we go through the door on the set when we're like waiting in the hallway. But we can't be in the hallways too long. and we always have to have our mask on. Obviously, uh, we like one person is in our dressing room only. We have like a occupancy sign on our doors, yeah. so it's like one person. It's weird doing rehearsals over Zoom a lo- or like over Teams a lot. I-, I-, I was I was a very big like I'm a I'm a social butterfly with that kind of thing. Like I I I was always in the hair and makeup room talking to everybody, or I was in the hallways chit chatting. I was always somewhere else other than my room. And so now that I'm just confined to my room, it's weird. And and so like, that's, that's probably the biggest change for me is because I, I was such like a, I was never in one place. I was always in somebody, or if I was, I was in somebody else's room because I didn't really want to be in mine. <laughs> like And so that's like the weirdest change for me is mm-hmm. just not being able to socially interact, even to run lines.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think there's a fun aspect to it um, where you we don't, don't- it is very, uh, you're just really reacting off the other person sometimes, especially if you don't yeah. have time to run lines or it's no bad Wi-Fi. But um, I think specifically with us two, we um, connect really well on the scenes. Luckily, we both have good Wi-Fi in our rooms. Yes, we do. And we're <laughs> we not too lucky. far
1: from the room, so we got we yeah. got, like the same umbrella of Wi-Fi. Here. Yeah,
3: so we're good on that. So, And with us, like sometimes we'll sit on the phone for an hour, like over mm-hmm. an hour sometimes, just talking and like, Even just talking about random life stuff and just kind of connecting and getting in a good, you know, space with us. We also talk a lot about art, personal thoughts on the scenes, our thoughts on our characters, which obviously was really helpful for the storyline we just got through because we would sit and just talk about, you know, the real world, um, uh, not aspect, but, you know, the real world ramifications. Yeah. Yeah, portrayals and ramifications and all of that stuff around it, which, um. Again, just created this really safe space for me to do my work, and you know, I think vice versa. So that's been mm-hmm, really great. We just we just talk we just talk a lot. I think that's kind of what it is. We just talk through everything, and that's kind of our new way of rehearsing. I guess I'd say.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we will literally like be in the middle of the scene, and then we'll talk about like, okay, I have this paragraph. I'm not sure how I'm how I'm supposed to be saying this because yeah. of this, you know, this aspect and this aspect, and this aspect. And then we'll have just a whole conversation about like what we're feeling in that scene and then that mm-hmm. and yeah like you said it makes that comfortability go so high because then you're yeah. like okay now we're both really on this same page of feelings and like yeah and like you said like the reacting to each other of like the, mm-hmm. throughout the scene it's it really helps and like so we that, always think,
3: know where we're at we always know where where like us as yeah. individuals are at and so it just makes it easier I think when we're working together
1: yeah and we talked so, through yeah. like everything and so everything. It, like it, like when we had some of like the more intimate scenes when we had the flashback and things we would talk about everything we were doing and like okay mm-hmm. let's let's discuss this let's discuss that yeah. and like and, and so like it was we, we always just i think like you said it, you said it the best like we just talk about everything and that everything. helps helps out a bunch yeah.
3: yeah so that's our that's our way of rehearsing now
1: <laughs> It's our way of doing things that's it's how we do like it like that <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: So uh you told us that neither of you knew the true identity of Ali's uh rapist until mm-hmm. we time. figured it out eventually. But, yeah. Tell us the yeah. story of you figuring it out and becoming in the know.
1: We asked a bunch um, of questions. Yeah. That's what we did. Yeah. That was one of the things we did. We, we kept were trying to make, we were have trying to flip up at one point. Yeah. Yeah, we were being we're, sne- we
3: were asking everyone, we were asking like wardrobe people we were like, Who did it? Like who so do you think did it?
1: yeah what have you found out like it was your, so your, funny your, we were like we whispering in the
3: halls we'd be like oh what do you know like tell us yeah. <laughs> so um that's kind of what we that's because yeah because before we we found out or i think we had a did, is that how you found out
1: what well, yeah i remember i know remember she it was like we were doing a scene and she came over to me and she was like she's like yeah and you're feeling really guilty because you all you obviously didn't do this and then then i'm like I didn't do this. Yeah.
3: She goes, and she just says and, it so casually, and yeah, we're like, yeah. we've been wondering
1: this. No, yeah, this whole time I was like, well, I was this. I've been wondering. That was like the turning point for me because that's when I was like, okay, now I'm gonna find out who this name, like, what the name of this character is. So that's when you're really going. That's when you got to like were able to ask what wardrobe people and stuff because you go, listen, I already know it wasn't me. So just like who,
3: <laughs> who, who yeah. did it now?
1: Jam- I, I, I would always pull the. Janet already told me that it wasn't me. So <laughs> you can tell me now because Janet already said it was okay. And like, and, but and when I found we out... We sound Charlie, like
3: children, like annoying we children. We do. We, to... like,
1: we had to figure out the storylines. They won't tell us anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm so curious. Um, and then when we found out it was Charlie, I was like, oh, okay, Charlie, Charlie. And then Mike, when he ends up getting it, he messaged me. He texted me. He was like, hey, man, are you still on dates? I'm like, yes. Yeah. He's like, oh, cool. I'm coming to the show. And I was like, interesting who are you playing (laughs) and he's like uh this character named Charlie and I was like oh okay okay I think I know what's going on with you and I we ended up meeting up at like just outside at one point because he wanted to talk about the show and I remember we were talking about it and I was like and then Shelby ends up accidentally being like yeah it's crazy like that you guys are brothers and he goes what and she goes (laughs) and he goes he goes what and she's like not what she says like, I don't, and he's like I don't I don't know anything about the story and I'm like I'm like oh and I look at him I go I think I know a lot more about this storyline than you do man and I was like I don't know if I'm supposed to tell you yet so I'm not going to and I was like and he goes it, yeah so I didn't so I was like I'm, I was like, I'm not going to be the one to tell you I was like I'm not going to be getting in trouble I was like you can ask anybody else but I was like I'm gonna I'll tell you the yeah. minimum amount but You're yeah, like, so I, I, didn't I was, know
2: now you can't know. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, that's I was, I was like, listen, they didn't tell me anything, so they maybe they don't want you to know anything, so I'm not gonna tell you anything either. So, yeah. like, you can figure it out yourself. <laughs> like,
3: yeah, that's, I so think though, from the beginning, surprised. from the beginning, we knew it wasn't gonna be trip, like, I think everyone yeah. knew that. A, because soaps are never gonna be that. Like crystal clear, too, yeah. because we just knew that that wasn't, we were like, that doesn't make any sense for your character. I
1: would, yeah, it's, I was mad. I was almost mad at first because I'm, I, we had this conversation because I was like, I was like, this makes no sense at, for a trip. Because I was yeah. like, I was like, he already dated a survivor of this, that he was like very sincere and like always like, like we, you know, taking everything slow to her, like, mm-hmm. I, like I'm like, so this really makes respectful. No sense. Like, why would I, why would I do this now? And so I was, I was almost, I was taking it very personally for a little bit. Because I was, you know, I'm, I'm. I love this character, and so I was yeah. like, "Why, why, why are you making him so bad?" Yeah,
2: <laughs>
3: that's not him. <laughs> like, yeah.
2: Well, tell us your experience of working with Mike Manning.
1: Um, oh, I mean, I loved it. Right. Like I was about to say, you you probably worked with him honestly more than I did with some of this did stuff. I, did
3: I? You think?
1: I don't know. I, I, I mean, we just few, had more um, of our confrontations than anything.
3: Yeah, I feel like you guys had confrontations. I had, yeah, because working with Mike was interesting. Because really, I only had like two or three scenes with him after coming to the realization that he was the one who had assaulted Allie. So I, I didn't have um, the scenes before. I mean, Mike's literally the best. He's so lovely. Super. Yeah. And super I, it was just, it, yeah. It was, I remember when we had the scenes that were the flashbacks to the actual event. Oh my God. Poor Mike was like verge of tears. This man did not, he was so disgusted. I was like, I felt so bad because he had reached out to me being like, please, let's have a conversation. Like, let's talk to me if you need, you know, anything. He always, of course, was making sure I was really comfortable. He was like, let's talk about anything you want to talk about. Text me whenever, call me, whatever. Um, And I was kind of fine because I had already gotten my emotional stuff out of the way that I did with Marlena. And these scenes were, um, you know, kind of quick. But, oh, my God, Mike was so, so did not want to do it. He was like – Oh, this sucks. I hate this guy like whatever so he could not be farther from his character So it was always really fun working with him and even we had um a scene that was kind of emotional um, and You know it, just leading up to it We were like cracking and jokes at each other like having so much fun and Then they were like, okay We hate each other like get into it <laughs> So, um, but he's the like I love him. He's a really great person and actor So it was always really fun working with him even though our scenes were not Always the most fun <laughs> <laughs> and, I,
1: and I've and i known him for years, it, like for the last, like, you know, seven, eight years. And so I was just excited. I was like, oh, man, we get to work together. This is awesome. And then, like, turns out being my brother, it's just like kind of just like a cool thing. But then we have never... Ever had any type of confrontation in real life because, like she said, he's like the nicest person. So i was nice. like, and like, you're I'm also like, so we, nice. We, it's like two really people like,
3: nice people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we've always like vibes well together. So we just ne- I never really, you know, we never really think about that kind of thing. And then, like, I was like, this is gonna be fun getting to like yell at you for a little bit. I was like, I don't, I'm gonna, this is gonna be nice. And he's, so we just got to have like a fun time of just getting to actually like, act together even though we've known each other for years and always talked about it, we actually finally got to do it. And so that we had a we had a blast doing that. We we FaceTimed like the uh, the day before and I just like ran all of our scenes because we wanted to be like on point. So we were mm-hmm. we were excited.
0: Well now that uh the the truth about uh what happened that night is out, mm-hmm. uh it's cleared the way for the show to explore what appears to be some real genuine romantic potential for Trip and Alley. Now Soap opera Digest did a poll where readers voted 67% in favor of pairing your characters. That's a pretty good score. So, you know, what do you think about that? Do you think they could be a good match?
3: Um, Yeah, yeah, I I think it's um, definitely an interesting pairing because obviously everything that happened. But um, I think that they both went through a really tough situation together, obviously in super different ways, but surrounding the same person and, you know, this whole thing. So I think that that can be a really bonding experience. So it totally Mm -hmm. makes sense that they're like kind of, you know, not just like connected to each other in that way because they have this shared experience that was so intense. So um, I think it makes sense for them to start forming a relationship, like a friendship at least, you know, because they're just, they have so much to talk about they're connecting whatever so yeah i think it, it makes sense for them to kind of obviously also you know before this whole night happened there was a connection yeah that we saw you know yeah we did we already did have a connection so i think you know it was there a year or whatever that that happened so it makes sense
1: yeah i was like a year and some change or something yeah a year and, I, don't know, uh, so I don't even
3: know how time what time
1: yeah (laughs) i was i was gonna say basically basically like the same thing it's just that it was like they clearly had some sort of spark beforehand Mm -hmm. and then you know just very bad things happened in between that that you just can't you know help in that way and and then i I think that it's been nice though that they're playing it fairly slow that it is like the friendship really first because yeah, it is something that it's, just, it's it's a hill that they have to climb together that it's important you know, it's to build that friendship first under the rug yeah exactly yeah. they can't just get rid of it and be like mm-hmm. oh it was gone you know so like it is something that's an underlying factor i think that's something that i think we we talk about a lot in some in a lot of the scenes and mm-hmm. um i i i really like the idea of because i think like you said like there's a lot of potential between these two characters that could grow so well and it's mm-hmm. like, but I I, I just yeah, I want it to be very genuine and I don't want it to be rushed. I don't want it to be anything like that, because I, I don't want it to feel like, oh, they're two sing there's two single people in the town, they need to be together obviously right yeah. away. And it's yeah. like it's like, well, hang on, like they did just go, like you said, through this traumatic experience that they yeah. need to really work through themselves as long as well as a couple. Yeah. And so if they want to really build this relationship, they have to build the foundation of the relationship first. And so I think that yeah. yeah, really really taking it slow and like let letting the letting the sparks fly, you know, like out into the wind and then like see if something catches a flame instead yeah. of like yeah, you know, really just like putting some gas laying on
3: it, you know. Yeah, a, yeah, I agree. And they do weird have analogy, a nephew, but yeah.
2: No, it's a good one. They do have an <laughs> like, connection. I mean, Henry is Tripp's nephew
0: and Yeah, yeah. No, and that
1: that and that really helps the the bond form more too, I think, because it's like he does like his trip had a terrible childhood. And so I think, and he had a terrible father figure growing up until he met Patrick. So I think he also feels like he needs to, he doesn't want this child to grow up without that same feeling. If he, even if it is just from an uncle, he just wants yeah. somebody to be in his life like that. And I, I think that he's taking a lot of his own personal baggage and putting it into that as well.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think too, that's really important for Ali, obviously because Henry's, like the biggest part of her life so she would need Mm -hmm. someone who loves him so much and also like it's always great when guys are good with kids so especially if it's like your kid you're gonna just you'll you'll swoon a little because like you know it's it's really nice like I think she sees him kind of always helping with Henry and it's like this is so like this is just so nice you know
1: It it is funny working with that little baby, too. The baby doll.
2: Tell us about working with uh, the baby or a fake baby. What is it? Weirdly,
1: weirdly heavy. Like, it's like, it feels like you're holding a baby. Like, the first time I I ever held it. I have so
3: much beef with this baby. (laughs) (laughs) Me and this this baby are not. She
1: talks about this baby all the time. I Uh, hate this baby. (laughs) I, I, I remember the first time I ever had to hold the baby, it feels weirdly real. Like it really does, and like the legs look around and looks, weirdly looks real it looks really weirdly real, and like the legs like hook around your like your arm when you're holding it, and like you know, like the head is like the neck is like not supported the kind of thing, so you have to actually like support the head and like oh it has some weight to it, and I remember the first time I'm like we're like in in between scenes and they're giving like us notes about it, and I'm like still just like sitting there and I'm like bouncing this baby, and I just like. I turn and i look into the camera. And I go, why, why, why am I bouncing this thing? Like, this is not real. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, but it, fe- it felt so real that I'm just like talking and I'm just like getting back. So yeah, this is what you do. And I just, and I was like, what am I, what am I doing? What am I doing? And I'm like, I'm like bouncing this fake baby because oh I feel like it, it felt natural just to like keep it calm. And I'm like, what it's, what am I doing? So, it's, like it's so, it's yeah. so weird. Okay. You
3: know, I,
0: yeah, I, they, I, I like. You said you had beef with the baby. That might be my favorite phrase ever. <laughs> Give me, oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Break
3: it down. Let's I talk know. through
0: the conflict with
3: the baby. Because this baby, so the first <laughs> time Which I one? saw Which this baby. <laughs> well, there are two babies, but we'll go with the main baby because they switched yeah, 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 it up yeah. one time and then I was like, it didn't this work baby's, out. no. So they gave <laughs> the original baby back. Um, this baby, the first time I saw it, I literally let out a scream. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Like, this baby is scary, you guys. It it has these, like, the hair on its head. Oh, my God. It looks like a Chucky doll. It's very <laughs> freaky. And it's just—it looks like it's really, Chucky doll
1: before the trauma of Chucky. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like, 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 like not as—it's
3: not as scary as Chucky, but it has this hair. Ugh, it's just really realistic. So I'm like, okay, you freak me out. Like every time I see this baby, I'm like, you're weird. Like, it's like how I start all my scenes just bullying this inanimate object. But I also do not know how to hold a baby. So like every single time we were doing it one time, and no, the director's she does like. Not. It's so bad. The director's like Lindsay. The, he's like Lindsay. The neck. I was like, oh my god, I forgot about this neck. Like, I don't know. Like, does it have? A, I, one time this, I, I asked. Face. I was like, I was like, does this thing have a neck yet? And they were like, what? Like, of course, yes, the baby has a neck. You just have to hold it. Does
2: so this thing got a neck?
3: I, I. Every time I have to Man. take it out of the carrier, I'm like, can someone else? Can we, you know, have can someone else it? do it? Yeah. Can we cheat it? Can it already be out of there? I just. It's so. I I. Because it's just, yeah, it, it does feel like a real baby. It is heavy enough to be a real baby. The head, if you don't hold it, is like to the side. So it's it's kind of like, I a have beef with it because it's frightening to look at. And then B, I have beef with it because I don't know how babies work. So,
1: that's, <laughs> that is that's, that's the, that is the beef on my,
3: like yeah, I, don't, I, don't I don't know how, know babies, know how work. babies work. <laughs> so that's been you know really interesting and i feel like again (laughs) it's been helpful because Allie is also figuring out how babies work as Lindsay figures out how babies work so it's kind of um it's kind of a beautiful connection
0: i gotta say i i would put money on the fact that Allie knew that babies had necks from birth
1: (laughs) i I would say something like that yeah at least an idea of it you know
3: i knew that it had a neck from birth i just wasn't this thing got a a neck yet what's going on didn't know how to word it and i think everyone on set was just like is this girl okay i was like just don't Allie does have some lines though that i'm like Allie, girly didn't you just go to college she had a line i don't remember what it was recently i had a line that was like why does it matter who murdered him like let's just drop the case and i was like Allie, you can't do that um so you know what what's the matter she might have not known that babies <laughs> had an ex either. I wouldn't put it past oh. her.
2: She's got I a can. lot to learn. That's what happens when Sammy's got them, like, all over the world, not really, like, uh-huh. And you know, I know. She doesn't know that, anything.
0: That's so Great. funny.
2: Um, well, do you have any favorite moments or scenes that you've played together?
1: Oh. Well, I mean, one of the ones – that we always talk about because, like, we also felt bad because it took, we had like, oh, yeah. like, ten takes.
3: Oh, my God. Um, and usually was, well, you really was, get one. You get, like, one or two takes, yeah. and they were so nice, and they let us do, like, so many.
1: Oh, yeah, and it was, it was, she had the, it was when she had the gun on me, mm-hmm. and we're, it was just, like, you know, everything's amped up and, like, ready to go, and, like, we were getting so amped up every take, and then, like, throughout the takes, we'd be, like, okay, and we'd get just tongue-tied.
3: Yeah, it was just it so then, much like, energy.
1: Yeah, we're both like bouncing around for a second. We're like, we're like sweating, like, okay, let's do it again, let's do it again. Like, the 10th take, we finally got it. And we were just Mm -hmm. like, yeah, thank you. Because we had to say
3: all of this like legislative jargon. Like, try saying jurisdiction really when you're really amped up with a gun and you're like shaking. It is impossible,
1: guys. (laughs) Let
3: me tell you, it is not easy.
1: trying to sound frantic and you're like you're, you're amped up
3: yeah. you're like, what you? and
1: it was just
3: that scene yeah. that scene we were both really stressed out because also me and lucas always know our lines we're always on yeah. top of our stuff like it is so out of character for us to have to like to mess up our so, lines we yeah, really rarely we were, do it like, so we both more than felt- like two takes and we both also <laughs> just felt horrible we were like oh my god yeah. we' were like doing so bad so it was yeah. Just- we're like we're
1: wasting everybody's time now what is going yeah. on like now we're not even getting this thing done oh my god like we yeah. still have like three other scenes after this <laughs> like, <we're> like <laughs> oh what god. do we got are we gonna mess so, those up this badly like great it was it's gonna so be yeah that was a that yeah. was a
3: very chaotic day but we uh i mean these like we have really cute we have had some really fun cute scenes
1: yeah there's there's some yet. scenes that are yeah i was like that aren't airing yet that are really cute that are just funny cute because they're yeah we were, laugh- we were like, like we laughing we had so
3: much we just had so much fun filming them so yeah. i'm excited to like, kind of see as as our friendship on the show grow like as Ali and trip you know get closer it's really cute
1: i'm not gonna say anything about what it is but i'll say that it, w- it has to do with spit up and <laughs> it, that that was probably something that we laughed <laughs>
3: oh, I eyes. just, I, I, I forgot. That. Yeah, we laughed yeah, really uh, hard.
0: No, Lucas, Janet already told me. You can totally tell me. <laughs> oh,
3: okay. Me. <laughs> then great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, That's so funny. One thing you both have in common on the show is that you play the children of really incredible actors. Um, so, first, Lucas, tell us, if you would, about what it has been like to uh, work with Stephen Nichols and Mary Beth Evans and your relationships with them.
1: Oh, I mean, first of all, it's like, it's literally like a master class when you're watching them in like in the works. Cause like for, like for one, Mary Beth will always tell you that she never knows her lines. It's a lie. She always knows her lines. She just sometimes, <laughs> yeah, she just sometimes won't say them all perfectly until we you know, say action, but she always jokes about that. And then, and Steven is like the most, like he knows everything about what's going on in the day's world kind of thing like and like when you're doing a scene with him he's like you're like like well what did we just what were we just talking about well it's like well we were talking about this because you're feeling this way about this this and this And you're like okay great And then you immediately put your headspace into that scene and that's what steven is probably like one of the best at and he's able to like like if we have like a sentence because you know sometimes some sentences like the writers are writing so many scripts sometimes like there are things that are repetitive or like things like that like and he's amazing at like we'll just reword it this way. Or like he'll, he could like rewrite something just slightly to be like, and it's the same thing, but just different words. And like, and like, it's literally watching like these two pros just, you know, work this masterpiece when they're like, they're doing it every single time. And so the fact that when I first started, they basically just like took me under their wing and they were like, you're our kid now kind of thing. I'm like, okay, great. And like, and so they they really helped me grow. I mean, grow as an actor, especially uh, and and on this show, really, really dive deep into some of these storylines and like, just like fully embrace the the town and like the character and just like fully just take it into yourself and go, this is this is you now. Like this is like this is the character. Like this is going to be so much fun and like and like the, they just they add such a. a family like feeling but also like like you're saying like a comfortability where it's like I feel so comfortable when I'm like doing scenes with them Mm -hmm. and and it's 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 just an incredible feeling because it does feel like they're like my two parents like on this show and but they're also like best friends as well like of mine so like it's it's a friend parent relationship (laughs) so it's really fun
2: Well, someone you didn't have the first time around is Tamara Braun, um, who now is back with Ava. So tell us what it's been like with her. She's
1: so much fun. She's awesome. I love her. And so, and she is, she's (laughs) been, yeah, like, like, now she, she has, like, such that she always calls me her, like, she always says, oh, there's my son when I see her in the hallway. But, like, I consider her such as, like, like a close friend more than, like, a mother kind of thing. And, like, because we, we, same thing with, like, Lindsay and I. Like, we'll, when we start doing scenes we'll talk for like 30 minutes before we even do any scenes and we'll just talk for a bit and then like now we'll get into it and so like i i, I love having tam here she's so she's so much fun so easy to work with too and like she's also very technical with the scenes that really helps you i mean it really like having someone else that like really goes now we're into character like you're like oh it, it helps you go into character so much easier and like you don't have to worry about like is this person going to bring me you know exactly what i'm hoping kind of thing it's like oh Tamara, she's gonna bring it every single time yes. she's gonna be way better than you are kind of thing you know what i mean like <laughs> so it's like you have to like really up your game when you have her on but i love i love having Tamara. she's amazing add a little spice to it you know it's really it's a lot of fun yeah
3: she's really fun
0: Lindsay, not too shabby on your end.
3: You have Al Greeny,
0: Ryan Patillo, Ariane Zucker in your midst. You know, tell us about yeah. working with those pros.
3: Yeah. Um, So I have probably honestly worked with Ari the most out of like anyone on the show. I feel, and I love that woman so much. She like, she's just so funny. We have so much fun together. We always really, like just, yeah, she, Oh my god, she's like an angel. I love her so much, but. Um, we just have so much fun and she's hilarious. She's one of the funniest people I've ever met. So whenever we're on set, we're just like always goofing around and you know, again, it's that like we have a great connection and it's really, really easy to work with her. We're always super open, you know, with each other. So we get great stuff from it. Um and working with it's so funny because working with Brian and Allie, I feel like Brian, me and Allie, I feel work really similarly in the way that we'll be like, all right, let's run these lines, let's, you know, talk a little bit. And then and I love working with her. And we we just were, had scenes the other day, actually, where we were like, oh, we love working together. These are always such, like, lovely scenes. But obviously, she's Ali Sweeney, so she always brings it, which is great for me because I'm, like, just as long as I'm receptive, I can, like, work off of her so well and so easily, which makes my job, like, a million times easier when you're working with someone who's so talented. Um And Brian, I always say this about Brian, but he has this gift of, like, he will be joking and laughing and being, like, his sarcastic self up until they're, like, action. And then he's, like, ha, ha, ha. And he's, like, Allie. Like, he just immediately goes into character. And I'm, like, I don't know how he does that because I sometimes, you know, I need a few, at least seconds before to kind of get into my character. And he'll just like be joking up until the minute it goes. And I always, I think I've told this, I have said this to him before too, but like the first time I worked with him, he was joking around and I was like not laughing because I was like, I'm new here. I need people to think I'm serious. I can't laugh at any of your jokes. Because I, I was like I was like, I'm a professional. Um, but yeah, so he's really, really fun to work with. And it's just been so awesome working with them and it's just you know again like lucas saying they just have helped me so much grow as an actor that's how i feel you know with lucas like i it's very easy and it just like it feels natural which is what you're trying to achieve when you're acting it's just getting those natural emotions and feelings and you know i think and again i think it's because there is everyone on set is so lovely and so um like there is just a comfort with everyone there's a trust with everyone of like whatever you do i'm gonna work with you and we're gonna do it and i think it's also you know, a reflection of soaps as a whole because you don't have a lot of time to make decisions. So you have to be open and honest with the people you're working mm-hmm. with because you don't have time to redo it or, you know, unless you're me and Lucas at one time, <laughs> but other yeah, than that, you exactly. don't have time to redo it. So, um, yeah, it's just really special. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: Lindsay, you are coming up on the one year anniversary of your debut. So how would Damn. you come up your first year in Salem? I
3: mean, it was very. It was a very emotional year. My first year in <laughs> Salem was a lot of crying. I had I had weeks where I was just crying every single day at work, and um, it was it was honestly very draining. Like it was a very draining uh, past year. I mean, also of course there was a pandemic, so I had a lot of time off. But you know, then I came back, and it was just this really intense storyline. So I am really excited to see Allie kind of get to show a lighter side of her and explore that young fun side because it has literally been just like a dark stormy cloud over Ali since she arrived and over your uh, head
1: just following my head
3: just constantly so it's been so fun even these past you know few weeks that it's kind of been been lightening up it's been so fun exploring this different side of her personality so Um, I'm really glad that I kind of came in and did such a heavy storyline because I feel like it got me real comfortable with everybody with, you know, right away, um, you know, cry to everybody (laughs) like (laughs) on set at one, at one point. So yeah, it's, it's been, um, definitely draining, but it's been really, really fulfilling. I'm really proud of a lot of the work that I did over the past year. So I'm excited to kind of see where things go from here with her. It's very exciting now.
0: For each of you, how would you say that that being cast on Days has changed your life?
3: Oh, I mean, I was like a hundred, like a complete turnaround. I was obviously I live in Los Angeles now. I lived in New York. I was going to college. Now I don't. Like it's just been a whole turnaround. It's been you know this is definitely like the was a huge step in me in my career, and it's just you know been completely life changing. I've moved. I'm you know um just like working all the time it's I'm financially independent which is really cool it's just been a whole like I'm I'm fully adulting it's just been a full it's really turned me into an adult really fast so it's been uh insane
1: yeah Yeah, and mine is just it's changed me just because like it's really helped me become a better actor in general and like I think it really helps help me like dive into scenes a lot easier instead yeah, of like I, I I think I used to overthink like you're saying like I used to, I'm, I'm very much yes. still but like I used to overthink a lot of scenes when there's some scenes that it, the subtlety is the best part about them and so and I think that's this is something that's really helped me learn throughout the years I've been here and so I, I think that's really changed me and also it's just my memorization skills are very, very <laughs> well like high up right now. So that I'm very happy with that. And uh, uh but no, I, I, I think that it's just like I said before, like this is such a family oriented show and like it says it's like everybody here feels like you're part of a family that like mm-hmm. I, I can't wait until we're able to all hang out again cause, just to everybody go out and get a drink or go to the go to a restaurant yeah, or something. Same. Just because that was that was something I missed so much about this because these are friends that we'll have our entire lives because like you're with them all the time. Like they're the loveliest of people and you Mm -hmm. want, they're people you want to be around instead of just like, oh, they surround you. No, like you want to surround yourself with these types of people. And so that's something like I think has really changed the most is just that like, I, I want I want all these people to be around me all the time. Well, before yeah. let
2: you go, anything you want to say directly to the Days fans?
1: Ooh, um, stay tuned. You're gonna have some fun.
3: Yeah, get yeah. excited because I think it's yeah. about to get really good. And just of course, uh-huh. thank you guys for watching and all the support. The support on Allie and Trip we've been getting. We've actually been getting a lot of really Tally, like, really Tally nice tweets. Tally
1: which are really funny.
3: I think it's Tally. That's the one. Tally I'm Tally sounds more. better to me Tally than Tally. Tally I don't sounds, like, like trolley trolley sounds like a like, weird.
1: Like, yeah, I was about to say that. I was like, "It sounds like a weird trolley that you like yeah. can't ride." Uh, but yeah. not yeah, Like you're not allowed. Tally's to like cool. it's been Closed down for years. Um, but not. Yeah. Like, abandoned. Not, yeah, abandoned. There's like yeah, all kinds of stuff going on with that yeah. trolley. You don't want that. We
3: love. Yeah. We, we're, we like the tally. So conc- yeah, from yeah, tally, from tally, Trip tally, and Alley, we good. say tally. <laughs>
1: Tally, tally is all we tally.
2: want. <laughs> tally it is. Well, this is so much fun. Thank you both so much for spending so much time with us today, and you're gonna come back COVID negative and go right to work. Yep, hopefully.
1: That's all we do. That's all we do.
2: Well, have a great day, and hope to talk to you soon. Thank you so awesome. much. Thank Bye, guys. So much. We appreciate Thanks. It. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Lindsay Arnold and Lucas Adams for being our guests. If you like this podcast, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to pick up a new issue on sale now and come back next week for another podcast.